Hey guys, welcome to Reality Wife, Happy Life. You are listening to MJ and Tommy. We are a married couple who were on reality TV for about a decade, and we are recapping all of my favorite shows and Tommy's take, which is always great because who doesn't want the male perspective? Apparently not a lot of the people listening to this pod. You see some of the reviews? Well, listen. Why can't Tommy just watch the shows? Because I don't watch them. That's what they, the only reason that we're doing this pod is because I don't have to watch the shows. Okay. Or, well, let's. Well, Tommy, shut up. All right. I'll be happy to. I'm okay. fine with it. Well, listen, I love the engagement. And I also want to sh- shout out everybody who is listening. Thank you for, and sorry about the audio. There was an earlier episode. They're not all like that. We have um, been working with our um, producers and editors to give you guys the best, the best of the best um, audio content. So thanks for bearing with us. I'm excited today because we're going to talk about the Vanderpump Rules reunion season 10 part one today. We're going to talk about Andy's one-on-one with Sandoval, with Ariana, and um, even a little bit of the Call Her Daddy episode with Alex Cooper and our girl Ariana. So let's jump right in. Can we jump right in? Sure. Okay. Um, I will say that what I love, oh my gosh, you were just you were just telling me a second ago that you loved something I sent you from VPR. Tell me. Oh, uh, when uh, he started crying Who? during the Sandoval, when he started to he started he didn't get he didn't get one tear out when they're all like, shut up. <laughs> it's <great. laughs> hilarious. Absolutely. Hilarious. I mean, that was like the season that me and Tommy me, that me and Reza fought was on Zoom which when I saw the way the girls came in, all I could think of was like, oh, I would have loved to have that energy back when me and Reza were beefing, you know? I mean, we're good now, obviously, but like having a reunion that important via Zoom for season eight of me and, you know, Shaw's, it was pretty rough. Plus, I think that for everybody on that cast knew that what else is he going to do? No, but what else is he going to do? He's going to come out and, oh, so, so, you know what I mean? Like they knew, they knew that but was he coming. he was mean. But it's not my point. You're talking about Reza or Tom I'm Sandoval? Not, I'm talking about Sandoval. I'm not talking about that Reza shit anymore. I'm oh, done yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. So let me ask you a question. Okay, so you guys, if you could hang tight and I want to play exactly this clip because it, it was definitely my favorite, one of many favorite moments of the reunion. It's definitely was yours, right, Tom? I didn't watch it. So I have no, like, again, as far as what I saw, that was hilarious because he didn't even get a tear out and they were all, shut up. It was, it was really, really funny. All right, I got the clip. I got the clip. Thank everybody for being... Pull yourself together, man. This isn't a... You're not a Oscar. victim. You're not a victim. You're not a victim. Knock it off. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, that, that was funny. That, that was, was pretty funny. awesome. And again, you just knew that that was going to be the go-to because anything else, you know, he would have to look, you know, he has to look apologetic and contrite. So he shed some tears and maybe, but they just weren't there for it. It was really funny. They were not having any of it. Yeah. And, you know, there was nothing as someone who has sat on that reunion couch many times I felt such satisfaction. Watching this reunion gave me a full body cathartic, whatever, a full body 
orgasm of television shows because you, the thing is that he got what he deserved, which is no sympathy, right? Except for from LVP. And I'm just going to let you know, there was like a lot of chatter about the fact that from the gate, Lala came in hot because she, like you just listened, was, you know, like when you're, when you're in that chair in the beginning, like there's a lot of tension, right? I mean, you've been at a couple of reunions at least. Um, your body is definitely going through a very high adrenaline rush. You don't know what's going to come at you. You're dressed up. You're frightened. It's going to be like a 12-hour day. It's fight night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've been trained like boxes, dude. You've been ready. You've been waiting for the fight. And now that's the fight. It's fight night. So I would say aside from being an actual boxer, it is probably the most pressurized situation. I mean, a heart surgeon, lung surgeon. There's certain like, you got to be wired a certain way to, to be able to handle these. Let's just say that a big portion of the salary that these people make for reality television, they earn from reunions. That's true. Because that's where it's, your guts are going to be getting spilled. Everybody's coming out there on the attack. Everybody wants the, doesn't want their shit out there. This year was easy. Did they talk about anything else or was it just this? Oh, yeah, they did. Okay. So so here's what happens. Like, like LVP, Lisa, she defends Sandoval. But that she's a businesswoman. She's a businesswoman first and foremost. She's got, what, five restaurants. She produces the show. From a business standpoint, she's protecting her business. She needs him back on the show next year. You know what I mean? And, like, if you can't, if she comes out and just rips him to shreds, too, then, like, it's going to be tough for him to come back. She could have not ripped him to shreds and also not defended him. She could have calmly, in her own LVP way, have said he was selfish. Because ultimately... The reason why the world is so mad at Sandoval and Raquel is that what they did is so grossly selfish. And <laughs> from a bunch of narcissists, like everybody on those shows are narcissists to begin with. So like to say that you were like, they were more narcissistic than other people. The other I didn't show. use the word narcissist, but- I am. <laughs> okay, Ugh. you are. But Lisa Vanderpump owns now, Villa Blanca closed, Sir is thriving- Pump is closing and Tom Tom's is going to do great. So she has two restaurants. And she got I the one in Vegas too, no? Oh yeah, that's right. And then I think it's great for her not to be spread around so far because, you know, she basically owns WeHo and has to like figure out how to be in Vegas and be a grandma because she has a little baby grandson at home or granddaughter. Sorry. So, Okay who I saw, by the way, because the baby was on the carpet. I can't remember if it's a boy or a girl. Sorry. Oopsie. Okay, wait. I think that Lisa should have and could have less taken his side because she was very much excusing the behavior of the man. And it was misogynistic of her, in my opinion, for defending Sandoval. Well, listen, everything that you just said, she's a mother, she's a grandmother, oh, yeah, and she's woman. a mother to the, a lot of these shows and to people on the show. And it's got to be tough for her to sit there and see one of the people that she considers like a kid or whatever that she's watched or, you know, been in her life for 10 years, just sit there and get abused. She did. She and, did. She does. Nobody, she has to be that matriarch for everyone. And nobody else on there. Like, that's the part that just really upsets me with this shit because everybody, and I'm not saying what he 
he didn't do was fucked up. And I'm not saying that they, you know, he's not, you know, a dick for doing it. But everybody on this show has dick done something fucked up to each other. And for them to all act like they're now holier than now is crazy. Like, I'm not, um, not well, sticking up for him, but like, it just, she's trying to protect him a little bit because, you know, he's the only one that's, that's on the guillotine. I see your take online a lot. So I know that there are a lot of people out there that fully agree with your side. And I see them in the comments section, like really mad at Lala for even having an opinion. But, and, and you've said that before, but I do get that Lisa always has to remain the person that they can all come to for advice. They all have to, she is the matriarch of the crew and she does have to make everyone feel safe. But from the gate, you know, the episode started off where Andy is sitting in a studio, very much like a 60 minutes interview, and it's not in the same space. So it's got a completely different set with a different background two chairs across from each other with a little tiny white, you know, little stand, just like a 60 minutes thing. And he's like, he killed it, by the way. He did who, it. He crushed who, it. Andy who Cohen. was that for? He did it one with Sandoval. Okay. And then they cut away between him and Ariana too. Okay. But that's who it was for, those two. Not Raquel or, or no? I think she's going to have one too. Okay, probably. It's three-part reunion, right? So I would assume. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. So, and I think they're going to do a release a... They're fucking getting every nickel from this thing they can, man. Yeah. They're going to release lunch boxes and school like, bags and pencils. Unseen footage. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. I yeah, bet. action figures. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Get your Raquel doll. Yeah. She gets finger banged by everybody. Ew, <laughs> Tommy. That is so vile. She could just get a finger puppet. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I was thinking more like she might have been a voodoo doll or something. Oh, I don't okay. know. Like, good I don't know. There you go. You should get in the marketing department. That would be a good idea too. Um, so get get his action figure that sings when no one shows up to it either. That's very funny. <laughs> or hers, she would definitely be wearing that Tom Tom hoodie as a dress. Yeah. Um he'd be performing in front of no one. <laughs> in I front wanna of the crowd. <laughs> I wanna say that rather than going in the order of we saw. One of the things I want to tell you, we're going to talk about in the end is going to be Sheena and Katie. Okay. So we got to get to that. Don't let me forget when it started out and Andy did crush it. He sat there and let Tom Sandoval sit in the chair and was just like taking it in. What are you, you know, how are you? And he's like, you know, he probably knows he's fucked and he's sitting in that chair thinking, how much can I get away with today? I need to blow off steam. Oh God, you're never going <laughs> to let him live that down. He loves to blow off steam, that guy. So yeah, like he just, he, you know, and everyone's got this long relationship with Andy. So you can't really like lie to him. No. And if you do, you will very much piss him off. And if Sandoval yeah, is cause smart- Because it's, it's, it's an intricate relationship in that they know each other a long time, but they're not friends. You know what I mean? So like he's not he's not there to champion you or protect you or whatever. He, he knows that you're getting paid for this. This is what you're on the show, and he wants the truth. And like you said, if you're not going to give him the truth, he's not going to skirt around that shit. He doesn't like it. And he knows that the Bravo fans are going to hold his feet to the fire too if he gives him a pass. Andy, yeah. yes. That Howie Mandel shit ain't happening. Hell you know? no. Yeah. Andy is the pop culture enthusiast. A A Andy is the pop culture enthusiast king. 
right? Yes. The king of pop culture. Well, yes. not like Michael Jackson, right? He was a musician, but yeah. Let's, let's not talk about the to, king of pop on this. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of pop culture. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so Andy, by the way, he like famously only follows like Sandoval and Schwartz and Shep and Craig Canover on, or Conover on uh, Instagram. That is famous. You're so, right. Like but he, uh, he, yeah. I, I'll tell you one thing that I know famous of is that he talks shit about Mandel. Of course. So if he did that, he's got to come correct. You know what I mean? Like he can't. Let's watch Howie. This is how it's done. You know. So I'm sure that part of it was it was. You know, I'm sure he didn't pull no punches. That's a really, really good take. I love that because Andy basically thought that, you know, Howie Mandel is thirsty to like try and snatch up an interview he knows nothing about. His daughter, Howie's daughter is a fan of VPR and somehow they got him on and that was their arrangement. He's going to get softballs. Well, I, I think that the producer of Mandel's podcast, her husband maybe is in Sandoval's oh, band. That's yeah, that's think, right. There's a connection. There's yeah, a personal connection yeah. because they were at the same wedding. Yeah. So Howie Mandel says at the top of the episode with Sandoval that they met at a wedding. Yeah, something like that. That they but both he didn't have know somebody he, in yeah, common. Yeah, he didn't know what he was walking into. You yeah. Know? I mean, that fanfare has died down and Howie Mandel is not getting any more downloads. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. So Andy asks Sandoval, like, how are you? And you know, Sandoval's definitely like thinking like, what can I get away with? Can I get sympathy today? Can I make myself the victim? Can I inadvertently bury myself with trying to make Ariana responsible for my cheating? Digging himself into a hole because instead of having more shame, he just, he didn't do anything right. He didn't do I'm, anything right. And I'm stunned, man, because again, they've been on this shows for 10 years. You telling me that just like how stupid and obtuse could you be, dude? Be like, that's something that you should just be leaning in, bro. It can't get any worse for you. Just walk in there and say, I was selfish. I was completely wrong. I don't think I've been in love with her for a little bit. I've been looking to get out of it. I should have been a man. I should have got out of it. I shouldn't have ripped her through it. I shouldn't have put her through yeah. this. It's all on me. If I he totally fucked up. I, I feel bad that I even brought Raquel into this because it was about more than that. It was about me. Yes. And I just had person like just lean in, lean in, lean in, lean in. It disarm them. Yeah. At some point in time, you can't keep hitting them. Yeah. At some point in time, you have to. You know, you can't, you got to pull the punch and be like, all right, Absolutely. what do you want me to do? The guy can't, you know, I, yeah. like. Then LVP wouldn't have to defend him. And then the girls wouldn't be able to attack him. Yeah. And it wouldn't have like the, the tears, that's just bullshit because that, no one believes that. You know what I mean? Like you don't do what you did for a fucking year and then be sad about it. Like he should have just come out and say, I was fucked up. I was wrong. What I did was wrong. I'm sorry. I put everybody on this cast through this. Did everybody had to get, and again, he might not have to mean a word of it, but if you say it and you do it on camera with conviction, no one's going to be able to be like, oh, well fucking, you know, at some point you have to like back off. If he would have said, I am a pathetic piece of shit. I see what I did. When I watch it, I feel like such a loser. I, yes, I am the most selfish, self-indulgent, narcissistic, scum swamp swine. I can't believe I ruined my life, everyone's life, our businesses. 
I'm responsible for Schwartz and Sandy's demise. That would have been great. 100%. It would have been amazing 100%. for him. But we never do that, do we? When we are in that, and I will take the we out of it, people who mess no, up I can rarely be that good. I disagree. I think when some people are real contrite, you accept the responsibility. You say, all right, you know what I mean? What else can you do? You apologize. And don't get me wrong. If this was like, you know, three days after it happened, then we're in a different, having a different story, but he had time. Like he had time to really think, what am I going to do at reunion? And don't think that people aren't all on these shows thinking about what they're going to do at reunion. He had of enough course. time to think, all right, the best play, you know, and he went to therapy. The therapist should have been telling them that. You know what I mean? Like, listen, you want All this the defense? coaching that Sandoval does? Yes. You know, the, they also, it was really funny when Andy asks Schwartz, when was the first time that you found out about this? When did this start? He said, August. Sandoval looks at him and he goes, August? And he goes, oh, did you guys not get your timeline right ahead of time? So what happens is it became like we all knew that he would coach Raquel, right? Yeah. Oh, and she needs it. She definitely oh needs it. Oh, my God. She can't have her going all willy-nilly, bro. She definitely needs it. But that's what I mean. He's done enough, or enough has happened at this point that you can't leave it up to Schwartz. You can't leave it up to Raquel. Right. Because you don't know what they're... You have to come out there and just take it all on the fucking chin. Because again, if someone wants to come with Venom, you know, like take a Lala, for example, who's cheated with a married man, right? So if he comes out and says all this accountability, she's disarmed totally. Even though she's been waiting to come at him for fucking, you know, if he leads with that, and he leads from there. Everybody else kind of can't say shit because one, he didn't do it to them. He did it to Ariana. She still wants to be vicious. She could, and he could just accept it. You're right. I'm sorry. I can't, you'll never forgive me and I can understand why. And I apologize, but it will never be enough. And he could do that with her, but everybody else has to shut the fuck up if he takes full accountability because they've all done their own picadillos and they all have their own things and their own skeletons in their closet too. When Andy asked Ariana in the 101 and she said, you know what? He coaches her just like he coached me. And that was like, oh, yes. A moment where we all knew this. We've all thought this. And it's finally coming out. And he also coaches Schwartz and tries to tell oh, everyone and control sure. this whole world. He's the puppet master. He's probably the biggest narcissist on the show, on a show full of people with narcissistic tendencies. Okay. And- in the moment when Schwartz gave the quote wrong answer, you could tell that Sandoval was so, so tied so, so to angry. his narrative yeah. that if it were me. And not just that, angry. Like we went over this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we went over this and you fucked it up, you know? Right. And I and I need a I need to be, I need one plus one to be two. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't deviate because if you make one plus three, that's seven, and that throws my whole shit off. You know? So it was so disappointing that Sandoval in the moment where Schwartz said the quote wrong thing that he couldn't just lean in. Cause I've been in that situation where something at the reunion has been said and I didn't like it or it was false or I disagreed with it. And I know that I'm on a reality show where I'm going to get exploited I'm going to get sometimes lied on or sometimes exposed for things that, you know, it's someone else's interpretation of my experience, right? But like, 
you know, it just shows you that Sandoval was committed to continuing the lie and the narrative that, oh, I was in a dead-end relationship, therefore the cheating is okay? No, it's not, man. It's never cool for you to come in on a reunion and double down when the world has already told you that they're not okay with but it. But that's one of the most common traits of narcissists. They don't see wrong in what they do. So they like it's very difficult for them. We could see it standing there from 10,000 feet. It looks obvious as hell. Like, just say sorry, bro. But they can't see that they did anything really wrong. So they have to spin it and keep it where it doesn't look that bad. Or I could still keep some face and save some face. But, you know, it's the wrong way to play it, dude. One of my favorite moments was when Ariana was talking about this experience with him that I was Raquel when we first met because they've been together for 10 years, okay? So when Ariana is describing that why Sandoval had an affair was with a girl that Worships didn't him. have anywhere to go in the morning, could party into the wee hours of the night without a care in the world, you know, Raquel is in her 20s, right? So she doesn't have to show up. She can be drunk seven days a week because Ariana had to defend, hey, I still like to go out on the weekends, but not every night of the week. Like Tom Sandoval needs to still like turn blow, on his purple bl lights. Blow off steam. He's got to blow off steam. Yeah, he's got to turn up all the time. And do you know that Sandoval said that Ariana would have found out if she just would have followed me one of these days. She could have just, you know, done a little stalker work on me and found out that I was actually hanging out at Schwartz's apartment while I was lying to her, but that I was also fucking But again, listen Raquel at the apartment at Schwartz's. Listen to what you just said. That's textbook narcissism, dude. That's saying that she should follow me. She should have snooped and looked more after me. And like he was missing the worship. So he got a Kool-Aid drinker and fucking Raquel. And, you know, I, just that clip that you showed or the one you played that you sent me just told me everything I need to know that he played that just, what was that, five seconds? And I could tell, oh, yeah, he definitely did this all wrong. They released an unseen footage of him at the apartment with Raquel. And he was like, look at the pictures. There's like all these cars at her at our house right now. And Rachel's like, oh, is it like all of her friends are showing up to support her and be there for her? And he's like, yeah. But, you know, it kind of like pisses me off because she would always get mad at me if I wanted to have people over. What? I mean, it goes without saying that James and Lala are the MVP so far because they have been hissing at him and it's very well-deserved in my opinion. I know a lot of people are mad at Lala for coming in so hot, but she stood up for Vanderpump. And you know what else she said to Lisa? Lisa said, well, I disagree with you. And she goes, well, I reject your opinion. So it was pretty cool. She stood up to LVP. Nobody really does that. And, you know, you got to do what you got to do. That's, that's, she's a, she's a hypocrite, dude. Like, she's a hypocrite. Zip it. Zip well, it over in the peanut gallery. Maybe Lala is upset 
uh, what Randall did and she's taking it out on Sandoval. Like, why not? What'd she do? She cheated with him when he was married. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so when it happened to her, then it became the worst thing on earth. And now that someone else is doing it, it's just as bad. So like, come on. Like I said, slow, slow your roll. She cheated with Je with Kennedy too. Like, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like these people, the the moral fiber is not so thick with the people on these shows. You, you've got to, you've got to like come up with a new take. You can't. No, I don't. Repeatedly, no, I don't. That's my take. You can't repeatedly so she, say the same thing. So she can repeatedly rip him. She's holding him accountable, and and who held her accountable? And Sandoval didn't hold Lala accountable. He covered up for her. When, you know, he was in the previous seasons when he could have called her out and she didn't. He didn't. Okay. So there you go. So she's a hypocrite, like I said. Okay. So what? She's a hypocrite. So what? So I've had enough of hearing it. And she's your friend. And well, that's the only reason that you're sticking up for it. On, because no, I 100% see the difference between, and I, we've talked about this before. She, if somebody cheats with a stranger, it's different from having a nine-month-long affair with a best friend. No, no, I'm sorry. If someone's circle. if someone's married with children and you cheat with them, to me that's worse. It's than also how, wrong. It's, yeah. So two wrongs don't make a right, and they're acting like you know their wrong isn't as bad as his wrong because they knew her. It's not even like they're close. Is Lala close with Ariana? You know what I mean? To the point that they're besties. It's no. It's like all right, I have a chance to rip this guy to shreds, so I'm going to. And I understand there's cameras and it's a show and it's you know it's feeding them all so they're all leaning in in that regard but at the same point in time it's like enough man like don't tell me how dirty my side of the street is when you got garbage outside of your house when we weren't talking about the scandal there were some interesting opportunities for schwartz to take accountability for his actions this season when it came to kissing raquel being the decoy for the scandal and how long he, you know, was complicit in this whole scandal and questions about, you know, his overall, not just being a husband, but also being an ex-husband and like the transition of trying to salvage a friendship with Katie because, you know, they are in the same friend circle and we've seen him take everyone else's side but Katie's. And, you know, there's been a montage over the season of flashbacks to to moments where, you know, Katie really looked like the bad guy in this. Like she looked like they kind of portrayed her as being the the Karen or the the girl with the Karen haircut. There was like a specific Schwartz flashback where he said that. And I never liked it, not for one second. I never ever thought in any of these years where you would watch Katie and Schwartz just not being in a great, passionate place. I never thought it was just her fault. I always thought it takes two to tango. But then I started to see, and I think we all did, that it was a little bit more Schwartz's fault. And then we find out that Schwartz was unfaithful to Katie on multiple occasions. And even when Sandoval tried to point out that Katie was dating and having sex, it was during their it was post-marriage. It was during their separation and divorce. So I, it just really ate away at me that Katie didn't get a really big payout. You know, she didn't really get a big, big jackpot day where like you hear the sirens and the bells going off for cheering for her because the same way that, you know, Ariana obviously did with the whole scandal. So bottom line, 
They ask Schwartz, what do you have to say about yourself? And his response is, yeah, it wasn't sensitive to kiss Raquel in Mexico, but it felt so good. It felt so freeing. Ugh. Made me uh, so uncomfortable. Like, really, did you have to say that? Like, what did you get out of being that honest and then yet lying about all this other stuff? And then he's like, but, you know, it was wrong to break the code because we only had one agreement. Andy asks, didn't, you know, she asked one thing, don't hook up with any of one in the friend group. When he said, if Katie hooked up with anybody, it wouldn't bother me if she decided to kiss. Are you kidding me? Peter Madrigal? Nobody cares if you, like there's not enough guys in this group. Who would be left? Sandoval, James Kennedy, or Pete Madrigal, or what? Ken Todd? Like stop using this. It is an insult to all of us that you even suggest that that would, it would be okay. Cause it's not okay. It's a terrible counter hypothetical example. And it just makes us more angry at you, Tom Schwartz, which I'm sorry, but I hope that my feelings can change. I'm sure that I can forgive you in the future, but only if we hear you take accountability for what you've done and said, and we really want to actually see him like change. Like we want to see change happen before we can fully forgive him. We want to see him to perform acts of, of kindness toward her respect. We want him to pull his dick out and show us how capable he is of being kind and no, a badass and proud of his ex-wife. They can still be friends, not married for him to make up for the lost time. One of the things I loved was the shot they had of Raquel's trailer. They labeled it with a super title, 500 feet away, because Clearly, the production was taking Sheena's side over Raquel because they didn't put Sheena a thousand feet away. They put Raquel, you know, a thousand feet away. I loved that. That was an obvious choice of whose side they're taking. They kept her in the back, not Sheena. Sheena was on stage, which I loved. And I mean, I get it. It wasn't time for Raquel to be on that stage, but like, just putting, you know, let's say, quote, baby in the corner because she deserved it, um, not because she's baby from dancing, um, you know, the, you know, the reference of tongue tied. I just loved that it was apparent that Sheena had a restraining order filed that she did not deserve to ever have filed. She was traumatized. She didn't deserve it. And that's why it was dropped later by Raquel and her terrible team of PR and crisis management that clearly did not do a good job and um, clearly did not think things through at all, except for just having more salacious headlines that none of us would be Team Raquel while reading. And the second to the last thing is the contentious relationship between Katie and Sheena. It made me really sad when Andy asked them about their relationship because we've all seen that they have never gotten along over the years. Anytime there would be a flashback, you know, Katie was always um, Stassi's friend. She was always making fun of Stassi. Katie was always making fun of Sheena with Stassi. And, you know, that was really hard to watch because as you see them fast forward, 
everyone seemed to say that Sheena was helping facilitate Team Schwartz and taking sides in the divorce with Katie because Sheena had Tom Schwartz on her podcast. Honestly, then if that's the case of having your buddy of 10, 12 years on your podcast is a bad thing, then I would have been guilty too because I'm definitely the person that would be in... Hi, Tommy. Sorry, you guys. Tommy just stepped away and he just came back. Welcome back to the pod, Tom. Basically, we're wrapping up with a couple things. Andy asks Katie and Sheena, hey, are you guys going to be able to fix things? Are you going to be able to get your relationship back on track? And a lot of people were like, Sheena takes Schwartz's side. You had Schwartz on your podcast to talk about my divorce. In that moment, I saw how like Sheena looked bad, but in my opinion, she shouldn't have looked bad because having Schwartz on the podcast doesn't make her bad. No, they all have, that's what podcasts are for. You have your, you know, they have guests. Totally. Yeah. Everybody's been on our podcast, no? I just thought it was like a relationship I would like to see them fix it. But since all the flashbacks they have with Katie and Sheena, Katie's always friends with Stassi, who we know was the mean girl. And she's, they're always being mean to Sheena. So Sheena's forming more of an alliance with Schwartz. Like, why should she be punished for being friends to the people that were not shitty to her? Schwartz was not shitty to her. Katie has been. Now that, you know, Schwartz is going to be more out of the picture, hopefully it'll make space for Katie and Sheena to get closer. I just think that the stuff between them was Why Schwartz can be out of the picture? Well, he definitely is considered to be a weak link who is just uh, doesn't come off good. He doesn't stand up for what's right. He, you know, he just... What does that mean? On reality television, that doesn't... So he's got faults? You know what I mean? Like, everybody on these shows have faults. I like. I, I don't see, a, you know... Uh, he was wh- on the r- wrong side of the, the right. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So, and when, you know, I guess in history, that won't work out in his favor. A year from now, when there's the new show or new season, no one's going to remember any of this crap. Well, let me tell you, next week, we yeah. will be talking about part two. And if you are going through a breakup or if you've ever been cheated on, I will tell you, do tune in to... Call Her Daddy's episode, Alex Cooper's episode with Ariana. It is two hours. You will feel blue during and after listening to it, but it is somewhat therapeutic for anybody who's been cheated on and, you know, kind of needs to like still get over it. And those are my broad strokes, honey. Those are my broad strokes. Oh. Did you want, do you want me to say something else? Uh, no, I guess we could go back to reality. Hey, listen, after these last two parts of the reunion are done, we will be moving on to another show. Martha's Vineyard will be one of them and some other like things that are just in the news. The Jersey reunion is happening. Maybe we'll touch on that a little bit more. Um, Maybe we'll touch on that next week um, since uh, their reunion is coming up too. But for now, it's back to reality.